Welcome to this episode of The Engaging Marketeer, where today I am joined by Nick Arkell, one of the web designers here at Engage Web, for a discussion on web design that I believe will help inspire people who want to be web designers, but I really suspect it's just going to delve into two grumpy old bastards complaining about web design and how things have moved on and we don't like change and how clients come up with really, really stupid things that we, we don't like. So, Nick, hello. Welcome. Hello. I'm going to start by being grumpy by telling you how to pronounce my name correctly. Uh, it's Arkel. <laughs> I've not known Nick for that long. Um, it's, it's just been a few years. Yeah, so, yeah, it's th- not th- been th- long. Th- thank, you for, uh, thank you for that, Nike Arkel. Um, that's really appreciative. So, Nick, tell me, why, why did you actually get started in web design in the first place, and, and how? Um, I was bored one day at home and thought, well, this looks exciting, and it went from there. Well, that's, that's a riveting story. Thank yeah. you for regaling us with that one, Nick. So wh- what, was your, what was the first thing you ever worked on? Um, it was back in around 1998, I think. Um, Jesus Christ. Yeah, we first got the internet um, when it was powered by coal and steam and things like that. I and, remember it well. Uh, remember my mum was really annoyed because my friend Caveman from the sixth form came around our house. and. Uh, Hang on, I have to unpack that. Yeah. Uh, caveman. Um, caveman, uh, he was called that because he looked like a caveman. Simple as that, really. It was school, so... Was this um, like Captain Caveman or just a general caveman? Um, yeah, a bit like Captain Caveman, I suppose, yeah. But um, it was, we just shortened it to Caveman because it was easier. No, of course you would, yeah. You wouldn't shout yeah. Captain Caveman across the playground, would you? But unless you were going, Captain Caveman! <laughs> but then, then, yeah, sorry, sorry about that. Actually, thinking about it, it looked a bit like him. I know the actor you're referring to there. The, the actor? You mean the cartoon character? Oh, okay. We're thinking of different people. Really? You're... Well, no, I know the cartoon character, but I'm thinking of that guy from the IT crowd who speaks like that. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> What's his name? Uh, d- um, d- uh, no. No? Okay. Anyway, so back to, uh, back to the story. Yeah. So we're in school and uh, my mate Caveman, he says, um, have you got the internet? I said, no. What's that? Well, no, I knew what it was, I'm lying. But anyway, he comes around my house. My mum's really, really annoyed because she knows that he's about to install something that comes from the devil, basically, this mm. thing called the internet that she probably hadn't heard of yet. So he comes in, installs FreeServe, which, of course, everybody had at that point. And um, within half an hour, we're on the internet, and my mum no longer had a phone to use. And then within <coughs> about probably a couple of hours of having the internet, I thought, wait a second... I can do something on this. I can make stuff, mm. and I can have my own my own presence, my own place on the internet, and that's where it started, really. To get yourself out there, and and, and what did you oh, what did you put of you out on the internet straight away? Um, I made this website where I had uh, an animated GIF of myself, and it would just be my head doing this. And as my head moved, my eyes lit up red. Of course. You see, you're, you're, you're connecting that with my present day yeah. web design, aren't you? You, you, do, you do love an animation. You do love a, bit, do. Of, a bit of movement. Yeah. So, so back then, we're talking like 98, 99, mm. what, what did you use to actually create the animation? Um, do you know, I can't actually remember what software I used to create the animation. It was probably, um, it would have been something very primitive at the time. I don't think it was, Adobe didn't exist. I think Macromedia might have been about. Macromedia was around then, yeah. So it could have been Fireworks. It, it, do you know what? I think it was yeah. fire. I do remember using Fireworks in the early days. Of course, at that point, um, it may or may not have been a copy that I paid for. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, all copies of software should be paid for. Yes, they should. But but yeah. as as an exploratory person, first using the internet for the first time, you you may have come across oh. a, a version that was okay to use back then when you were 
too young to be prosecuted for the purposes of the tape. In all fairness, back then they didn't have education licences that I knew of. No. Obviously, I would have bought one if they existed. Of course you would, of course yeah. you would, of course yeah. you would have, yeah. And of course, back then, for the people who, who don't know, when we did animation back then, we had to do it frame by frame. There, yeah. there was no cheating. Back in the day, frame by frame, there was no way around it. No, didn't have computers to do the bits in between for you. Oh, no. No, because I remember when, when I worked at a game in 2000, I, I, like you, I liked a bit of animation. Mm. I liked a bit of shameful movement. And I, I, I animated, there was a video game came out one Christmas called Sheep that we all thought would be massive. You've probably never heard of it. Sheep. Oh, wait. Was that the one where they exploded? Oh, it definitely exploded. Oh, it definitely exploded. <laughs> yes, it it became yeah. a big series, didn't it? Did it? It didn't do very well that first game. We oh, really, maybe. Uh, we were really disappointed that it because we thought it would be brilliant. It looked brilliant. It looked a bit like Lemmings, but rather than kill them, you had to save them. And I they think, get like like walked into combine harvesters and stuff. And I think I. No, I, I really liked that game. I remember it. Yeah. It came out on lots of different consoles, didn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. probably. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, yeah. For the Christmas branding of the website, because we used to brand the website every Christmas, Yeah. and I loved a bit of crap animation, I took one of the sheep graphics and I had it pop out from behind the <laughs> game logo. It gets worse. And then I had Father Christmas come out with a shotgun and shoot the sheep and the sheep exploded. And that was on loop. And that, that, was, that was Games logo that Christmas. And, and, and I was thinking this morning actually about that, because I, I think about things that are weird. That's probably on Internet Archive. I bet if I go onto Internet Archive, and it, Games URL is game.co.uk. It wasn't on that back then. They had game.uk.com, because they didn't own game.co.uk. Do I remember all of this? Because that was when I was interested in gaming. Mm. And I would have been on the game website at some point and probably seen your animation. You saw my thought, animated exploding sheet. And I probably thought, what the hell is that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it may, maybe. I, I, I'm, I'm going to have a look after this and see if it's still there. And, and quite frankly, I, I'm, I'm shamed and, and worried about looking because it's something I did 21 years ago. If it's still there, I might steal it and use it in some kind of Christmas card or something. <laughs> but the, the game logo with an exploding sheep shot yeah, before the Christmas. Yeah, why yeah, not? Yeah, 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 why not? Um, yeah, okay. But let, let's get off animation and. and Devilry, if, if, if we may. Uh, so what, what was the first professional website that you, you built? Wow. Um, it would have been for um, a friend of mine who I was working for. Um, I, didn't actually, I didn't actually build websites professionally until probably the mid-2000s when I came out of university um, because my education wasn't actually web design. But um, about a year out of uni, I got a job with uh, my friend Jeremy near Manchester, working for his company. And um, I forget what the first one was. Um, one of the biggest sites I did around that time was one for uh, an organisation called the uh, Manchester Bathedin, I think it's um Manchester, Manchester what in? I, I, well, I've probably pronounced it incorrectly, but you know... Probably, look, that's not even a word. <laughs> well, it, it's, it's, it's Jewish, actually. Is um, it? Yeah, well, I've yeah, just yeah. offended the whole Jewish community. Well, Apologies I'm for that. I'm sure they'll get over it. I'm sure they'll be fine. Um, I've offended... Many more people. But They're okay. a friendly community. Um, yeah. But um, if you look on the back of uh, Kellogg's Cornflakes or um, Tomato Ketchup, uh, the Heinz one, um, there's a little logo on it which says MK. And um, that means Manchester Kosher. And uh, what that means is the Manchester Beth in this organisation have checked that ketchup or checked those cornflakes and said, yes, this is kosher. And that's what they do. Um, They're sort of, uh, they're a law for the Jewish community. 
Um, so building their website so early in my career was quite a privilege, really, hmm. uh, with you know no links to the Jewish community myself until that point in my life. So um, it was quite a big one to do and quite a lot of pressure because there's a lot of stuff on there. There's a list of kosher food. Um, there's information about um, if you know if you're Jewish and you follow the Jewish faith, it tells you what you need to do if you want to get divorced and things like that because it all goes through them. So yeah, that, that was a big site that I did back then. So definitely not something that you can get wrong. Oh no, no, no! I think it still exists. Actually, it's still there. Yeah. Not not the one, not the version you designed. Quite it? quite possibly, quite yeah, possibly. yeah, yeah. It's been there a few years. Yeah. Well, yeah, because because some some websites do not change for no <laughs> decades. But do you know what? Some people build websites to be future proof. Yeah, mm. yeah, they they do, and and some don't. So. What over over the years is the, the biggest change you've seen in web design? Um, definitely the uh, being able to view a website on lots of different devices. Because of course, back when we all started, we just had a computer screen, and it was mainly one or two different resolutions. Mm. So you could get away with designing a website that was just the same size and everything. Um, now, of course, we've got lots of different devices, phone screens and computers, TVs, and that, that is a big change, really, because that initially brought out, it brought about more work, really, trying mm. to make it adapt to every screen. And now, of course, we've got different types of technology which allow us to do that more easily. Yeah, I mean, I, I always remember when I worked for, a, I won't name them, because they might be listening. I worked for a, a graphic design agency, a print design agency, and they had a web department. And they always insisted all the, the print designers would do the designs for the websites. And the web designers, who myself was included, weren't really designing websites. We were just building what the print designers had designed. And this whole different resolution, different screen thing didn't really click with them at no. all. They just wanted it to look exactly as it should look on their monitor at the time. That's all that was important. And I remember one of them said to me, no word of a lie, when he was designing the website for the first time, how wide should it be in millimetres? <laughs> it's not surprising, is it, really? <laughs> Did you go to the screen and measure it for him? I'd go out and get a ruler out and put it on there. and said, yeah, but that, that wide, yeah, yeah, yeah but that, that, that's fine. Yeah, that, don't worry about anybody with a bigger or smaller monitor. Just so long as it looks all right on yours, that's all that really matters. And uh, yeah, that, that's always infuriated me when print designers design websites. Yeah, it's um, it, they're entirely different worlds, aren't they? Print design, screen design, um, they should not mix, but of course they do because, um, I mean, graphic designers, in all fairness, they have a specialised skill in making things look nice mm. and websites also need to look nice and serve a purpose with branding and things like that. So I, I, I get why some people try to cross over with it, but not a great idea. Yeah, and then it goes the other way then as well. You get IT companies that design websites. Yeah, yeah, I've had this. Um, I've had this before, where uh, yeah, you, you've had a developer, someone who's extremely skilled in making things happen technically. It's a little bit like an engine, uh, an engineer, someone who designs engines. Uh, which yeah, okay, they do look nice when you open the bonnet of a car. Um, I've moved on to cars already. I knew it was only a matter of time. I'm, I'm shocked, to be honest, it's taken so long. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, of course, an engine is mainly about the, the way it works, um, the engineering of it. Um, if you've got someone who 
designs engines and the way they work and someone who makes them efficient and powerful to design the outside aesthetic of a car, it might not work. Mm. And uh, yeah, it's the same with web development, really, isn't it? Web design. Yeah. You, you know, when we started talking about this, that's something was going through my mind that, again, I was thinking of recently that really pissed me off. Um, and, and I wanted to go through this, you know, the, the, the stupid things that clients say and ask for. But it's, it's related. <laughs> uh, we've all had that. Yeah. But it's related to screen sizes in particular. Because mm. um, I remember that there was a client of Engage Webs. Again, I won't name them because they might be listening. Uh, I'm so tempted to have just named them there. Uh, we, we designed a website for them. And they're, they're the one client that they were really lovely in person. But there was one issue when they actually swore at our account manager over the phone. And I, I just can't imagine them doing that because they were so, so lovely in person. But they swore at him over the phone over this. We designed a website for them, for their business. And it was pink. That, okay, fine. Uh, that, that's what they wanted. It wasn't really suitable for their target audience. It's they, brave. It was, it's a brave, it's a bold choice, it's mm. a bold choice. Their target audience wasn't women, it was men and women, but it was predominantly a female industry, but it was men as well. But they went with pink. But that's not the issue. The issue was we designed it, and this was back in about 2015, I think, to be, might even be earlier, it might be 2014, 2013, to be mobile responsive. Because obviously, it, you know, it needed to work on a smartphone. Um, and when they looked at the design, they looked at it on the desktop, and then they checked it on their phone, and they said, why does it look different on the phone? I said, well, well it, it's, it's the mobile version of the website. It, it resizes so that it, it fits well on the phone so that you can use it. Went, no, 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 no we, we don't want that. We want it to look exactly the same on the phone as it does on the desktop. So what, what, what do you mean? You want the, the desktop version to be sort of mobile? No, 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 no. We want it to look exactly like that on the phone, so we've got to pinch and zoom in to see it. Oh, so you want us to deliberately make it so it doesn't work on a mobile? And they weren't having it. They weren't having it. It had to look exactly the same. So we had to basically take out all, all of the functionality to make it mobile friendly. So that it, it essentially, we had to build it crap. So and you actually it, did it that way? Yeah, that's we had to, they wanted it. They insisted it. They would not have it any other way. They do say the customer's always right, don't they? The customer's always right, and, unless they're monumentally wrong and it, it oh do you know i've got other examples like that but that just sticks in my mind that they were so no we want it to look like this ah you see the mistake they made there was they didn't continue that chain of the customer being right they didn't think well actually what does their customer think <laughs> and their customer might look at it and think well actually that's crap and well they're right because it's their customer where'd you stop that chain do you know that that is a really good point that is a really good point because People, when they have websites designed for them, very often think the website's for them. Oh, no. It's not. No, it's not. It's for their customer. It's for their customer, exactly. So, yeah, important point for people, when you have a website designed for you, it's not for you, it's for your target audience. So what you want and what you like isn't necessarily relevant. It's what your target market is looking for. No, you're not a musical artist. You're not writing songs for yourself that people happen to like. Mm -hmm. <laughs> well, it's true, isn't it? Artists are different to business because artists, they will do something which is something that represents them, mm. whether it's visually or in music. And then if people like it, great, they buy it. If they don't, well, they can do one. Whereas Simon Cowell's Pop Factory is making music for people rather than for the artist. Yeah, and you see, that's why I'm not a fan of that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we're dangerously getting into it. For anyone who wants to know, Nick is also a DJ. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm a DJ. So by trades, um, when I've done certain gigs, I, I professionally, I, I have to like ABBA. <laughs> <laughs> we won't go any further with that one. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Play a bit of ABBA, come on. No. <laughs> no, no, we won't be doing that. So what, what things have you heard, and, and, and please don't mention names, what things have you heard from clients that you think, oh my God, no? Oh, wow. Uh, well, do you know what, Darren? That's an excellent question. Thank you. You should definitely have asked me that question. Um, I, I don't know where you're going with this. Uh, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with it. I'm trying to stall while I think of a client who's asked me something silly. Oh, right. Um, I see. You're, 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 you're delaying for time because you, you, you don't... Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm going through clients now thinking... But um, what can you give yeah, up? What? God, I've, I really have drawn a, ba- a blank with that one. Um, I'm thinking through different clients I've had over the years. Um... Mm. Do you know, I, th- I think sometimes, especially if you're doing something creative, like a logo, for instance, um, mm. I'm, yeah, maybe not someone specific here, or maybe I am thinking of someone specific, where you've designed a logo and the whole point of a logo should be that um, it's subtle. Uh, there, are, there are bits in there that you don't initially notice. Um, think mm. of the LG logo, for instance. I did not know for years and years and years that actually when you look at it, it's, it's an L and a G, but also it's a smiling face mm. um, because it's supposed to, uh, it's a company you bring happiness to people apparently, mm. you know. Um, and I didn't know that for years. Yeah. And, now, and the Amazon logo has got A to Z with the arrow. Exactly, the, yeah. The Toblerone logo has got a bear hidden in it, that sort of thing. Yeah, stuff like yeah. that. And these are things that sometimes you don't find out for a long time. Mm. It, they're, they're little snippets, little facts that you find out the same way you find out the answers to quiz questions <laughs> years after you were asked that question at the pub quiz and you could mm. have won. And it, um, <laughs> There's a story there. Yeah. <laughs> and I've had... Um, yeah, I've had clients want to make everything obvious in design, and I don't. Yeah, that's not that's not the way to do it. You need to have people um, guessing and investigating and thinking. Yeah, it, yeah. A, a logo needs to be simple. It needs mm. to be impactful. It needs to be recognisable and something that you you can remember. And I see a lot of logos that that aren't. Mm. Um, even stuff done by I'm going to use air quotes for those listening, uh, professional designers. And rather than do an actual logo, they'll do what is effectively an illustration. Mm. And it's, it, it just doesn't work. The number of people that come to us for, for websites and, and have logos like that, and, and you just know no matter what you do with the website, it's still going to have that logo on it, yeah. which just isn't going to work. And it's very often them, and I've done a podcast on this, it's very often those people who say, I like the design you've done, Nick. Could you make the logo bigger? <laughs> Classic question. Make the logo bigger. But then that, that's going back to it all being about them, isn't it? Um, they're not focusing on the message that they want to give to the customer on the front page. It, the, the logo is it's part of the branding and it's important, but it's something that should be sitting there almost in the background when they're trying to convey a certain message via mm. the front page of their website. Um, the, the, what should be prominent is what they're trying to sell. Yeah. And how they're going to help someone. Yeah. Not um, what their logo looks like. But the other thing um, that I think, you know, another stupid thing that a customer would have previously asked for, not so much these days, but in the past, is music uh, playing <laughs> and coming on automatically. 
Really? You, you've been you've been asked for that? I'm pretty sure it's happened at, at some point in my lifetime of making websites where uh, it's not just music, it's video as well. They want something to, I, I mean, video, not so much because, of course, you can run video automatically and it run in the background and it's yeah. not a problem, but it's when it's got sound yeah. and they want that to come on. And you think, the last thing you want when you go on a website, especially if you're in the office and you shouldn't actually be on that website because you should be working, the last thing you want is music or sound blaring out the minute you open that front page. Yeah, to announce to the old office that you're... <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at a closed website. You're on Trance DJ UK, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nick, what are you doing? Oh, it's research. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the, 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 I've got an example of something that, that a client said that was monumentally stupid. Um, this is always a case when you have a client where there's two decision makers. Hmm. We, we had a client once, and it was in the, the beauty industry. And it was a husband and wife team. And he wasn't actually doing anything within the business, but he was paying the bill. So he needed to have his input. And it was the wife made the decision on the website. We did the design. Everything was going okay until the husband came in and without consulting her and said, no, 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 I need you to change all that. I want the background to be dark. I want a dark background, but I want the text to stay black. <laughs> I've had this. You, you've had this. I've had this with. Um, this is a def- definitely a problem when you have a company which is family run, and yeah. usually family run means husband and wife. Yeah, there might be a child involved if they've got a grown up child, um, but usually it's husband and wife primarily. And yeah, you, you know you'll you'll meet with them initially, um, and quite often I'll know from the start from that first meeting they'll already be disagreeing during that meeting and thinking, mm-hmm. here we go. Um, and then you get to the point where even when you've just done that first design for a website, um, they'll look at it separately and they'll come back to you separately. And you're thinking, you're thinking how, how is that company existing when <laughs> they're sending you feedback separately? The feedback's... I don't... I mean, there's not a problem with that feedback being different, but um, it's when it's so disconnected. Yeah, there should be yeah. something that's happening together. Yeah, when, when it's in complete opposite to what the other one is saying, that, yeah. that's when there's an issue. Yeah, so th- this guy insisted on it being a dark background with black text. We, we explained that that's not actually going to work. But he was adamant. That's what he wanted. So that's what we did. And we sent that back to him. He went, yeah, that's what I wanted. And the wife went, what have you done? I can't read it. (laughs) We know. We know. I think you need to speak to your husband. And it was just absolute chaos because you're making more amends than you need to do on a website because you know it's not going to work because they're just not communicating with each other. I've got to admit, the devil devil in me does uh, kind of want that to happen now and again. (laughs) It, it, it makes, do you know, what, it makes things a little more interesting, a little more challenging for me. Um, but also gives me a little light entertainment when they do fall out over it. <laughs> Nothing like so, uh, watching another couple argue, is there? It makes you feel better about your own life. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, yeah it, it's yeah. kind of like it's like watching a car crash. You know, you shouldn't, but you're like, go on. You're thinking it, yeah, yeah, I'm glad it's not me. I hope they're all right. But, yeah. yeah, they'll get through this, I'm sure. Yeah. But I'm not in that discussion, so let's just see where it goes. Indeed. Yeah, yeah, okay. So out of all the, the websites that you've, you've designed um, over the years, what, what's the one that you think, I love that one? Ooh. Um, and why? And why? 
you know, so, some of the ones that I've really liked um, are quite recent uh, sites I've, I've designed for EngageWeb, actually, um, which is a good thing, I suppose. It's probably the correct answer, right? Yeah. Um, well, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not prompting you, but... No, no, yeah. no it, is a genuine, it is a genuine answer. No one's paid me extra to say that, um, although I'm, donations are welcome after we finish this. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, but I, what I quite like is the illustration, uh, the illustration-based websites that I've built recently. Um, I've done a couple now where um, I've used illustration to take the edge away from business really mm. um because quite often photography um if it's photography of the people especially if it's a family business like we we're just talking about yes photography can give that impression of being friendly and welcoming and not as cold as business can um, make out to be sometimes but illustration i think you can't fail in giving that impression of um being approachable and a little not not small as a company, but um, definitely more friendly than maybe a big corporation mm. would be uh, to approach. And the other thing I can do with illustration, of course, is going back to my uh, my first ever project. I can animate it. Yes, and that's something I really <laughs> enjoy doing, as we've discussed. And yeah, so they're some of my favourite projects. Being able to uh, use illustration, and quite often it's not even my my own illustration. It could be something out of the box that I've adapted mm. and combined with another illustration mm. so yeah definitely they're, they're my favorite recent projects mm. yeah because I, I, I think there's, there's no harm in naming people here i, I think the, the website you did recently the adaptive accountancy website yeah uh, with, with the mountain and the flag flying on the top i think that's probably the best website we've done oh really i, I genuinely well, I gen, I'm, I'm not just saying that to you know you know, make, you. make a view, but i genuinely think that's so gab gauntlet thrown down except the challenge I think that's the best website we've done. Yeah, I was I was quite shocked when I saw how cool that was. Ah, quite frankly, wow. yeah. thank you. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just to explain the uh, the whole concept behind that site um, with with the mountain, the whole point of it was that um, when people have accountancy needs, um, I mean, someone who's really not interested in finances at all, like myself, and pretty bad with them, high mortgage brokers, uh, <laughs> sorry, mortgage providers, um, I am responsible just to let you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you want your, you want something like accounts done um, if you're focusing on your business. and um, But it can be an uphill struggle. Mm. And it was, Nice, see what you did there. You see, and it was that phrase I was focusing on. I was thinking, yeah, you're struggling uphill. Let's literally put a mountain on the site which people are climbing and adapted to accountancy are helping you get to the top of that mountain. Mm. And that theme features throughout the whole front page really um it starts with that mountain you think well look at the size of that mountain i'm not going to get to the mm. top of that and then there's uh, you know there's another illustration of uh, someone helping a person up mm. the mountain and uh, yeah the point is you get to the top of the mountain you've got the uh, the adaptive accountancy flag waving mm. because they've helped you get up there yeah and there's there's a lot of websites that would do something similar with a mountain because it, it is you know about scaling the summit and being the best and getting to the, the top of your challenge that would have used a photograph mm. and would have used one of those cheesy pictures of somebody on top of a mountain waving their hands up and down which would, would have been a picture because that's quite common no doubt it would have been someone in a suit uh, yes and, you know yeah. dressed in an entirely inappropriate attire yeah. for climbing a mountain mm. yeah and, and there's there's quite a well-used photograph that does this on on social media of a guy in a suit on top of a mountain but he's got a red cape 
It's, it's on Pixabay, pixabay.com. If, if any, any aspiring web designers want to put a picture of a guy in a suit on a mountain with a red cape, that's the place to go for it. But you do see that on a lot of websites. And in fact, photographs, actually, there's a lot of pictures that you see when you're in, in, in web design that you see crop up on websites again and again and again. And you go, I know where they've got that from. And I know where they've got that from. There's one of a, a blonde girl in a headset. Yeah. Looks just like us now, I imagine. Blonde girl in a headset turning to the side and smiling. <laughs> I know the image you mean. Exactly, yeah. That does feature on a lot of websites. I mean, she's, you know, to be fair, she's a, she's a pretty lady. Um, and I can, I can see why a lot of people would look at that picture and pick it. But they're probably looking at it and picking it because they find her attractive rather mm-hmm. than it being the most appropriate picture. Yeah. yeah. And, and the fact that she's everywhere means that your website it does has has nothing unique about it. Yeah, I do tend to see images now and again on on websites and think, yep, yeah, I've seen that before. I've mm. seen that before. And I'm probably seeing it as a picture I actually recognise and I could probably tell you where they got it from, like mm. Pixabay or wherever. Mm. Whereas um maybe, you know, your average visitor to a website might not they might not see the image and think, I know that image. I know mm. where that's from. But it certainly will It will make them think of the other company they've been mm. to yeah. and give out the wrong message. Yeah, it'll go in the back of their mind, particularly if they've had a bad experience. If they've been on like mm. an insurance company that's not paid out on them and the, the image was on there. And then they go to your website, which is like an accountant or a telemarketing company, and they go, Ugh, I don't like them. And I, don't, and, I, and I don't know why. Yeah, they're connecting experiences, aren't they, then, yeah. through one image? Yeah, even though men, you don't know why, but it's in the back of the mind. So, yeah, that, that's a tip for web designers there. If you're, you're picking imagery for a website, be very selective. Don't yeah. go picking images that everybody else has because you're just going to associate the website with something else, which could be a bad experience. Well, something that um, Gab does, um, which uh, I, I, I've never done myself before, really, but I thought was quite clever of him, is um, he tends to take some of the stock images and he, he crops them a bit and mm. takes bits out of them. Rather than just using the whole image, he'll use a bit of one. Because, of course, when you download these images, you can get them in massive resolution. Mm. So you can easily chop them down and still have a decent quality image. Yeah. I think that's that's something you, you can do just to avoid looking like another website. Mm. Yeah. Okay. So we, we, we've talked about sort of web, that one thing web designers can do is about imagery. What advice would you have to people? who are looking to get into the industry, or maybe they already are, mm. and how they can do do better websites? Um, advice generally, or uh, specifically on images? Oh, generally, yeah. We, let's not go too far into images, because... Yeah. Um, I'd say that don't, don't ever... Don't try to look like everything else on, on the web, because I think this is a habit which every web developer and a designer especially can get into um a client will come to you and say i want a website and your the temptation is to go online and type in let's say you're building a website for a builder and you're going to google images and type in builder websites and let's have a look at what other people do and the danger you've got there when you do that is it'll come up with a load of templates websites Mm. um where you've got all these templates that have been designed by someone um uh, for builder websites and the trouble is if you do that you'll end up designing a site which looks like those templates yeah and those templates have been used by people because that's the idea of these template designs people download them and they use them and you end up building a website which looks like one of them and you think well 
the client could have just used one of those templates <laughs> when actually they've come to you because they want something unique, they want something different, they want something bespoke. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's, yeah, that's one thing to try and avoid. But at the same time, um, I do try to look at the current trends. In uh, there are There is such a thing as trends. Um, I mean, as you can see by looking at me, um, I don't follow the trends. I was going to say you're very trendy. Yeah. Not, not at all, not at all. I, I think what it is... Well, is, that depends um, when this was recorded. If, if this interview was recorded in 2003, <laughs> Nick be, is very trendy. Do you know, I've had this. I've had this since my 20s. Can you tell? Yes. Okay. Oh, by the way, we didn't colour coordinate, did we? We didn't mean to, but it somehow happened almost. It's just, just, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It was just the designer's instinct. Possibly, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, with with trends, there are trends in design, so you can go on and look at what's the trend for twenty twenty two or twenty twenty three, whatever year you're watching this, um, and see what people are saying. But that that is subjective, of course, mm. um, because those trends, who are they written by? Yeah, and 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 trends do date a website. Yes, they can really date a website because. I'll go back to when, when I was at Game back in 2001, 2002. There was a, there was a big trend across the internet for beveling buttons. <laughs> beveling. Beveling, Oof. yeah. Yes. Beveling. Why was that ever a thing? But all buttons on all websites were beveled. Yeah. It's just how they did it. So anything with a beveled button, now I can go, well, that website's 20 years old. Or the web designer is very nostalgic. Um, but yeah, if you follow trends, like with fashion... It's going to fade, and you're going to get stuck in the past. The beveling thing, I, th- I think that came from. I mean, if you look at design generally, look at cars. We're back there again. We're back with cars. Yeah, we're back with cars. Look at cars in the nineties. They were all beveled, weren't they? They all had everything was all curved off. They didn't need to curve it off, but they did. Okay, yeah. You look yeah. at the uh, the Fords of the nineties. They're all curvy, and then suddenly uh, there was this switch in the early two thousands with cars like the Ford Focus, where everything started becoming angular and straight. And, you know, the same with all these German cars, everything started becoming cleaner in mm. design. And it's, it's happened in design generally. Um, the, the, trends, the trends are not just, not just in screen design, they're in product design too. You look at phones as well, look at the iPhone where mm. it started off round, it's now a very angular, straight, flat device. Um, so I think trends do work when things are matching up like that. Because you want someone to pick up a product and the approach to the design of it to match up with maybe what they're looking at on a screen as well in a website. That's a good point with phones, actually, yeah. Because you can generally tell what year a phone was from, roughly, by its size. Yeah. Because when they first came out in, like, the late 80s, they were the size of small hatchback cars. Yeah, you had to... Yeah, you had to hold it with both hands. And then when I got my first phone, which was quite late because I was quite late to technology, I think it was ninety eight, ninety nine. Yeah, me too. Actually, it was it was about like five inches long. It was absolutely tiny, tiny little Sagum phone. I thought it was easy to lose. Oh, Sagum, a Sagum. Wow. Yeah, yeah. That was was my first phone. Sagum. The uh, budget brand of the era, weren't they? Yeah. All right. All right. All right. Yeah. 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 Sorry, I had a Motorola, which was uh, probably oh, mid-range, wasn't it? it was well, mid- Motorola, mid-range. well, that was from the Matrix, wasn't it? The whole... Oh, of course, yeah. That was the flick phone. My, that, my Motorola was about that size. Um, had a little aerial coming out the top, naturally. Yeah. That's, just, that's the one everybody wanted because of the Matrix. 
Oh, really? I yeah, didn't yeah. even realise yeah, 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 you were one of the cool kids. I've probably yeah. still got it somewhere because I'm a hoarder. Oh, well, yeah. 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 I think I've got my Sega as well. Actually. It's worth a few quid, maybe. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But as phones have gone on, as years have gone on, they just got bigger and bigger again. So they've gone, started yeah. huge, went tiny, and then they went big again. And that's just the trend for them. Although you look at um, what Apple have been doing, I do believe, I might, I might be mistaken, but I think, haven't they got out, they've got an iPhone now, which is specifically a small version of the iPhone. Everything. I think so. Well, maybe I misread it, but yeah, I think they're... The maybe it was just very far away. <laughs> Quite possibly, yeah. I yeah. was probably looking from a distance, yeah. 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 Okay, well, let, what, what I wanted to, to mention, to, obviously I don't, I don't want to get your blood up too much on this. Uh, the Here thing we that most web designers hate is the, um, the online builder platforms. Yeah, there like, are several. Like, like, like Wix and Ionos. There's, I mean, there's two levels of that. Of course, yeah, you've got Wix, you've got Ionos, you've got the, the full websites where you can go in to build a website, but it does get to the level where you've got the builders within within a system like WordPress, for instance. You've got builders within that. Oh, yes. um, and yeah, I hate them all equally, really. But um, yeah, the problem with these things is there's no such thing as a free lunch, right? And um, the way they market it, just like a lot of products these days, um, you get something for nothing initially, but then they they get you to the point where you, you sort of, your balls deep in, in, <laughs> in the website. Uh, you know, you're a few months in, um, you've got your website looking as you want it, but then you think, well, I want it to do this. And they say, well, <laughs> yeah, if you want to do that, that's going to cost you an extra £20 a day. <laughs> so, oh, uh, that might be an exaggeration, by the way. But, um, yeah, then you think, oh, well, actually, um, I, I can't really afford that. Um, whereas if I'd, you know, if I'd gone with the original option of paying a certain amount of money per month, which wasn't really that much money originally, mm. I could do what I want to do now um, and I could still do it within what I, I'm already paying. Mm. So, yeah, that's that's the problem with them financially. But from a web developer's point of view, um, yeah, I mean, these, these sites... <laughs> I had one... Um, I built a site for a friend, actually, uh, for this car thing and he'd... <laughs> Now we're back to cars. Yeah, it, it was um, it was Cars and Coffee Cheshire. I'm going to name and shame. And it was my friend Dave who uh, he originally founded Cars and Coffee Cheshire with a, a, another person in Chester, and um, he built this website. In all fairness, Dave is not a technical person. Mm. Um, he doesn't build websites for a living. He doesn't pretend to. And he tried to build this website with Wix, and um, right. it was honestly one of the worst things I've ever seen. It really was, uh, and. You know, Wix and people like that, they will advertise and say, yeah, anybody can use it, but they really can't. Um, You really can screw it up Mm. badly. And what he created was probably worse than something that was made with Microsoft Front Page back in the day. Oh, that's a blast from the past. Exactly. And I mean, Microsoft Front Page is actually uh, a swear swear word, two swear words uh, within the web development world. we don't like it, never have done, but people did use it back in the day and it created some absolute... Oh, abominations. Abominations. Yeah. And you can do the same with Wix. You, you, you can, yes. Yeah. <sighs> and then a developer will come along, look at it and think, you know, the client will often say, well, I just want that transferring. I want, it, I want you to make that into a WordPress website. Um, and I'm thinking, no, 
no, you can't. Um, we need to start again from scratch. Yeah. It's the only way. Yeah, here's some lighter fuel. Here's a match. <laughs> yeah, burn it. <laughs> That'll sort your website out. And then let's let's begin again. Let's begin again. Because of course you can't you can't export a Wix website. The design isn't yours; it's theirs. You can't do anything with it. It's, no, it's all on their platform. I'm trying to think of a, a, a um, an analogy. I like analogies. Um, uh, it's like decorating a rented house. Yes. And then go. go in. I'm moving to a new house that I've just bought. I want to take all the decoration with me. Oh, I can't because it's in the house. No, you can't. Yeah. No. And decorated a renting house badly, but still wanted to take it with you. Yeah, that's that's this a, that's wood a good chip one. wallpaper and Artex ceiling I've got. I want to take that with me. Yeah, well, you I, can't and you shouldn't because it's want shit. That avocado bathroom. I want it in my new house. <laughs> my parents well, used to have one of them. I like them. Did do? Yeah, I've been looking at houses recently, and I tell you what, um, when I see a house that's got an avocado bathroom or anything which looks like it's from maybe the seventies or eighties, I'm thinking I, I quite like that. I'd keep it. A lot of people come in and they make everything whitewash. You think, no. And, and your good lady wife, is she okay with this? No, you know, she really, she's into her antiques. Um, hence, she's with me. And she's with you. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah you, you took that before I took it. Um, and yeah, she, she, likes, um, she likes these things which look, I think the word's retro uh, for the cool kids. Mm. Uh, anything that looks old is retro. Retro. And yeah, I, I quite like a, a bathroom or a kitchen, which almost looks like, you know, when you go to those museums where you can explore what things looked like back in the old days. I mean, like a Bakelite phone. Yeah, exactly. I want a house to look like that. I want people to come in and think, ooh, oh, I remember that. This is like being in a Sherlock Holmes episode. But just, uh, just to um, make it clear, I don't build websites to be like that. No, no, no. That, that's an important <laughs> distinction, yeah. When it comes yeah. to websites, you are very much modern. Which, which, which brings me on, actually, to my final point, because we're almost out of time now. Oh, are we? We are, okay. we are, we are yes, yes. Um, which is about modern web design and the future mm. of web design. Where do you see things going, and how is it going to change? Oh, wow. God. And it's a bit of an open question. That is, that's a big, yeah, it is a big question. Where do I think, see things going? Um, well, I mean, there was a point where we thought, oh, it's all, it's all going into apps. Um, mm and you know apps are still a thing um you still don't download the app don't you but i think with apps um they're only really necessary and important and useful for things where it, it gets complicated um where you maybe it's um it's a retail it's a retailer amazon for instance um having an app is useful because it, it serves a specific purpose um, there's a lot to it. There's a lot of functionality in there. But um, no, with generally with websites, with what I'd call a brochure website, where it's just representing a company, I don't think um, it needs to go down the app route. So I don't think that's the way things will go. Um, just thinking, maybe maybe things will become a little more interactive, um, a little more um, animated. Maybe you'd, you'd hope. Yeah. You're hoping it's going to go animated. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I think uh, things like animation. We, we've had to hold back over the years with things like video, animation, any kind of movement because of bandwidth mm. and um, technology. Yeah. Now we've got, um, I, th- I, think the, I think the fact that people are getting faster and faster internet, even at home, generally, even on their phones, you can walk around with uh, what we're up to, what we're up to now, 5G? Is it yeah. 5G? Yeah. Um, it means that 
we're not limited really by the amount of uh, we, we are to a certain extent limited mm. by the amount of data that yeah. people are using especially on a mobile device but um I think the the amount of bandwidth being used on a website, for instance, that's not such an issue. Mm -hmm. um, so we can have things like video running, we can, and animation yeah. and things like that. But but as our, our SEO nerds will tell you, speed is still of the of the essence. It's still very very important that a website is fast. But yes, there's things that we can do now that mm. we couldn't even dream of doing back in the nineties. No, because it, no. it just would never have loaded. It would never have loaded. Well, this is the thing. I mean, the, the thing with uh, the, the trick with SEO is um, giving away a secret here. But no. um, the trick with the SEO is making sure that what Google sees loads quickly, but what the human eye sees is a different thing. So mm. you can have maybe a video or an animation or something, and it doesn't necessarily have to load for Google's testing purposes. Mm but it will be there for the customer to see, mm. the potential customer. Yeah, it, it, it's important because obviously you've touched on that. It's important that people don't get the wrong idea and that you load content for Google and not for the customer. Because if mm. you're showing content for Google and not the customer, then that's black hat SEO and isn't something no, that you want to do. No, don't be uh, but in, using but in, that. But in terms of visual, what you've just said, yeah, that's that's absolutely fine. I've, I've seen examples with logos, for example, which show a text-based version for Google, but an image version for the, for the customer. It's the same content. If the, if the actual content is the same, then that's, that's absolutely fine. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah, I mean, just uh, touching on what Darren said about hiding um, stuff for the customer. Um, there was the old trick back in the day where you could um, have a white background and mm. white text on it. Classic. So the text is, is there for Google because... You know, Google's a computer. It can read the text because it's there in the code, but um, the customer can't see it because it's white text and a white background. Don't do it. No, don't do that. Don't do don't that. Don't do it. Right. Excellent. I've, I've, I've really enjoyed this. I've just like two grumpy old bastards complaining about the internet. I and don't think we've uh, complained enough. Well, we, we didn't even mention Flash. Oh, well, looks like we need to have another chat, doesn't it? It doesn't have another Flash. Because Flash was uh, we, Macromedia Flash, then Adobe Flash was possibly the the worst thing to happen to web design in in like twenty years. Um, it, it wasn't even web design yet; people were thinking using it as web design. But uh, we won't go into that now. We'll go into that another time because that is a big grumble. Flash was like when they put... We're going into it now, people. We're going into it now. Go on, Nick. They put plastic <laughs> covers on engines in cars and you couldn't get to the components anymore and, and fix it. And we're back to cars. There we go. <laughs> That's how you explain it. Yeah, and Google couldn't see it. It was an absolute disaster. But, but luckily, Flash is dead now. It was disgusting. Although the company who made it, they still exist. So there's always a danger they might think, oh, we should do that again. What, was, it, was it Macromedia originally? Or did well, Macromedia and then Adobe bought Macromedia yeah. and Adobe still exists, obviously. Oh, right, so yeah. there's always that danger that Adobe one day thinks, resurrect well, it. You know, we're a bit bored, let's make something that people hate again. <laughs> <laughs> right. Thank you very much, Nick. Uh, it's, it's been a pleasure complaining about stuff with you. Um, and and uh, we'll, everybody listening, thank you very much for listening. And I will catch you all on the next podcast of The Engaging Marketeer.